a Lifetime original podcast. Like Blue Laws, more than six women or more than eight women living together is a brothel? It's a brothel. I know. I love a Lifetime movie. Whenever you see a loose woman's shoe, something bad has happened. Walk in these streets when your best friend was murdered by God knows who. Private eyes. I would never murder Megan. Are you sure? Well, I would self-defense murder. I actually like fantasize about it. (laughs) I was trying to protect all of us. So it was you who tried to kill me, Courtney? Wow. Oh, Naomi, you know this title and this movie spoke to me. Spoke to me. I know. The, the depths of my heart, the, yeah. the who I am at my core. <laughs> and that is because today we are talking about sorority sister killer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right up there with pom-pom murders in it terms really of my favorite is. titles. I yeah. know. We've been really getting some great ones. Um, this is when a feisty sorority pledge's best friend is murdered. She must track down the killer before she gets charged with the crime or becomes the next victim herself. Whew. Wow. The stakes are huge. The mm-hmm. stakes are huge. Now, Megan, I'm going to really let you take the lead on this motion picture because you were in a sorority. Um, yes. Can you tell me what, what it was called? What were your letters? Absolutely. It was called Chi Omega. And so that's an X and then the Omega sign. Omega, yep. Yes. And so I think of Kappa Kappa Gamma as sort of like the the one that maybe this is being based on. Um, oh, you think and it's that, based on a specific sorority? No, but like, so sororities are very from yeah, generation, school, mm-hmm. you know, like I'll tell people I was a Kyle and they're like, oh, Kyle's in my school. And you're like, well, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but sort of universally Kappa Kappa Gamma ends up being kind of like rich everywhere. Um, oh, it's, okay. It is nicknamed Visa Visa MasterCard. And so, <laughs> and so um, when they do like fake ones, I'm like, I always feel like they're basing it off of that. But this movie opens at Sigma Chi, which is a real fraternity and is probably the most famous fraternity. Like my grandfather was a Sigma Chi. It's massive. It's a massive national one. Um, Some sororities are national, Chi Omega, Tri-Delt. And then there's other ones where like the schools don't let them have national ones. Multiple chapters? Okay. Yes. Um, Like my dad was a Chi Psi, which there's, that's not national. It's the only like at some schools. My mom was in some, I can't even I just, she calls it my alpha, mom was they, in a sorority really? called it was Zeta Phi Beta and it might have been like a black girl sorority but that was okay. in Michigan that was in Michigan and so she was very into she's like you know you, but of course I didn't go to a school with sororities and they think mm-hmm. they had like two fraternities wow. and of course it was shady characters but they would have <laughs> parties but it was like why are there no oh because of the blue laws like blue laws more than six women or more than eight women living together is it's a, a brothel, brothel. I know. so they couldn't have an actual sorority in Connecticut at yes. Wesleyan in Connecticut but and you know the boys so- had their time of course. And there's so many like counties that still have that. It's like those laws that are like, you can't have a horse on the sidewalk. And it's like, we don't have horses anymore. Like, what are we? There's not, what? People, there's not pop up brothels. <laughs> All right, Megan, enough about your sorority life. I think it's time to get into this sorority horror story. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We open with a real legit frat and they're having a luau party. And you see a girl leading a frat guy up the stairs on a leash. That's yeah. fun for me. I'm very into the man, a freak on a leash, if you will. So that was fun. But then we immediately see a blonde woman crying, which, okay. and you know, so that's e- lifetime shorthand. And But everything we've seen up until this point, I go, yes, this is this is a documentary. You know, like this all <laughs> this all tracks exactly. Yeah. So um, the blonde we see crying is going to be our protagonist. And her yes. name is Lacey. Perfect and, name. Perfect yes, name. Incredible. And as she is um, crying in this bathroom, there's a loud knock on the door. And so she wipes her eyes, gets herself together, and then she hears someone scream. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Not even two minutes in. Not even two minutes in, you guys. This is very revenge delivered. Starting us off at a 20 on a scale of one to 10. (laughs) And we are immediately with a crying white woman. And you're like, (laughs) okay, who did what to who? Who did what to who? Yes. So the next thing we see is Lacey giving some sort of account um, and she's in a sweater and her hair is pulled back. So, you know, she's in mourning, you know. Um, So she is actually talking to two detectives and they, well, take a listen. Tell us about what happened on the roof, Lacey. I just did. We'd like to hear it again. We'll get back to the roof, but why don't we go a little further back? I want to hear your story. In your own words, from the beginning of this whole thing. Okay, so she starts at the beginning. She has to go all the way back. I mean. This is towards the beginning of school, but she's got to take us back to when her and best friend Tara moved into their dorm together, and Tara's parents are overseas. I love that. I just love when parents <laughs> cannot be found, and they're always, like, in Switzerland. <laughs> I know that also says a lot about Tara's upbringing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And she wasn't giving me that energy. Tara to me, you know, whereas Lacey is supposed to be this like cute blonde, Tara's brunette. She seems to have like a little bit of an edge, I mm-hmm. think is her energy. Also Lacey's mom, she is a mom named Brittany and I immediately take issue. I'm not here for a mom named Brittany. It's too, it just doesn't work. This woman is clearly 52 and she's yeah. out here being a Brittany and she's very excited for her daughter and her daughter's best friend to join the sorority that she is a member of right you're still a member even when you graduate right yeah you're an alumni then yeah okay so she's like yeah. so she's like girls girls you have to do sorority stuff and i just felt like Brittany, honey i'm gonna need you to start taking a pottery class or something else because you are yeah. too in their social lives let them start college yeah. and figure out who they want to be 
She's really giving cool mom, you know, like yeah, I'm not yeah. a regular mom. She yeah. has red hair. Um, yep. What was so crazy to me was this dorm room. Like it was oh, so it was massive. Not a dorm. It and was they a were like, apartment. It was a giant I'm, apartment. I'm like, what is this school? And how do I go there? Like, <laughs> even as a grown woman, I would move into this. <laughs> Uh, we do find out that the so they're Lacey and Tara are best friends in high school. They both got into the engineering program. So they're, so they're smart. smart. Girls. Yeah. You know, they're smart girls. Just mm-hmm. by saying the word engineering, they're smart girls. Yeah. Okay, so Brittany puts a lay on both of the girls and they like yeah. pick their rooms, they're having fun, and then they see a bouquet of flowers with a riddle. And Brittany's mm. like, what could this be? But it's like obvious that it's going to be something sorority related. Right. So they follow all of these clues. This like, this is not how this happens. Um, <laughs> they, they take a mirror off a wall. They find another riddle. They go to yeah, the bathroom. It's a whole scavenger hunt in yes. their own apartment. That So it's like, okay, these, these people were breaking and entering. How did you get in the apartment before they did? I don't want to talk about it. But anyway. And so they find the last clue and it's a room filled with White girls and uh-huh. tons of and tons of balloons. Yeah. Um, college day one. This is crazy. This, this is, is not this how is huge. sorority rush for us was like there's 16 houses. You go to all 16 on the first day. You you have something called oh, a on the first high. day of school though. No, on the first day of like rush. Rush is like the first weekend or whatever. Okay. And so you you have a group. You're in that little tour group with your crew and you go to every single house. You have like 30 minutes there. And then you rank your top houses. They rank their top girls. And then it whittles down to like oh, eight, eight houses. And then it goes down to mm, like six houses. And then it goes down to three houses. And then you have your final house. <laughs> And I didn't want to wind up in a sorority that had too many of the girls from my high school because then I was like, it'll just be a replay of high school. And so that ended up being like a drawback. My number two sorority, because you end up ranking them at the end and then they rank you. And if they didn't rank you, you... there, I know girls that got their second or third choice. And so on bid day, you would hear people oh sobbing in the hallways. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. See, this is all so foreign to me. I mean, the idea of just living with a large group of people in one house is terrifying to me. It has a real world energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what to say. It just sounds terrifying to me, but I understand. I like. I know intellectually the benefits of it, right? Like you know, and you guys like often do community service, and of mm-hmm. course the networking as you get older and all that kind of stuff, but. Okay, now that I'm hearing the details, it really does feel like Lacey. But the whole thing is because. Brittany was already in the sorority. Lacey is a legacy. So she's like pretty much a shoe in. And maybe that's why they decide to give her this whole big, you know, performance. Right. Um, You know, inviting her. They probably know she's hot too. You know, like there's definitely legacies that come through and you're like, "Uh oh, cut them. Um, Because it's like. See, that's what I don't like either. What's this like? You got to be cute to be in a damn sorority. Well, that's not how I was. I was Mm -hmm. always. I was not, mm-hmm. I was always like, I I just chatted with this girl and she was so cool. And then someone else would stand up and be like, I talked to her too and she was greasy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I could never live in a sorority because I'd be the greasy one. I'd be the eating one, the greasy one. Well, that was me. I was the eating and greasy. I just wow. do have pretty hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
Um, so they meet Kappa president Courtney, and then she has a younger sister, Ella. And it seems like Ella, Lacey, and Tara all went to high school together or like yeah. from the same town because they know each yeah. other. And then they meet mom, Lana. She is also a alumnus. Her and Brittany go way back. They were sisters together. And mm-hmm. they are they hand out some quote unquote sparkling cider, and then they realize it's not cider. To Lacey and Tara. Yeah. Hey. Cheers. 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 Mm. This is not cider. Lana is also, she's the house mother, right? Of this yes. branch. So yes. she lives with the girls. So she's a, basically she is a grown ass woman who never wanted to give up being in college. Cause she yeah. has chosen for a living to live in a house with a bunch of teenage girls. Yeah. And the house moms, Lana's hot. You know, she's in a Lifetime movie. Um, House moms are not hot. They're at Purdue, at least. We did have a house mom. I had two different ones. Um, She was like an old woman. And you know I love old people. She was an old woman who hated us so much. What? It is a job. These people are paid to yes. do it, correct? Yes. Yeah. So why why do you think she hated y'all? Why was she doing it? Like, couldn't she find another gig on campus? I think it was like, I don't know. I think she wanted to live in a house with women she hated. And she was really <laughs> kind of creepy because she'd be like, hi, girls. Like, so nice to us. And then would, like, call the police on us. <laughs> She was so mean and scary. Okay, so Brittany obviously wants them to join Kappa, but she's like, there's no pressure. Um, you don't have to. And then she takes a subtle jab at the Delta sorority. You could always pledge Delta. <laughs> What's wrong with Delta? Oh, nothing. Katie was just making a little joke. <laughs> to Lacey and Tara. Ella, Lacey, and Tara are leaving this welcome party. Lacey's got a little buzz on because, as I said, it was not cider they were given. And um, it comes up that Tara had like a catfish stalker. And then Ella just offhandedly is like, I don't even know if I'm going to pledge at all and walks away abruptly. But also her abrupt walk is the quote unquote dorm, aka giant apartment, right above Tara and Lacey. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I don't know. And Ella has a sullen energy. It's very like she's the emo little sister to Courtney's prom queen. That's the dynamic very clearly. So Ella's very like, "Mm mm-hmm. And she seems pretty sad. She's like, like, you know, like they tried to like, where she's like, she like walks away and they're like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) She's like that. She's like real. She really is not warm and she's not having it. No. Um, So we see Tara and Lacey on their first day of classes and they run into Lex, who is Lacey's ex-boyfriend. And listen to this. I knew we'd see each other. I just didn't think it would be so soon. Yeah. It's not that big a school. It's bigger than Harrison High. Yeah. Well, thank God for that. How's your dorm? A dorm? Four walls, kind of musty? <laughs> yeah, me too. It's cool you guys have each other. Easy for you to say. Oh. I haven't really <laughs> met anyone yet. You will. He's our classic for me, that, that Lifetime MacGuffin, though, immediately. Do you know how Lifetime loves to have a stringy haired? The hair is always mm. greased and kind of stringy. Mm-hmm. X is always there to make you think, okay, this person is the danger. Yeah. I mean, he's not cool. He is an alcoholic. No. Okay. No, he's an 18-year-old alcoholic. Right. And, and he's very for, mean. For Tara to be like, he is a bad, creepy, angry drunk at 18. It's like, that's exactly. just 18. You know, like he must be doing <laughs> really bad stuff. Cause it's like, oh, that you don't really label someone like that until they're like 32. So it's like, Lex, right. you did some shit in high school for sure. So then 
we're back with the detectives and we're using this whole detective questioning kind of as the framing device, right? It's like keeping us kind of focused and chugging along. That's just a personal lifetime stylistic choice that I enjoy. Yeah. And, and the detectives are asking her questions and Lacey says that both she and Tara liked the other sorority Delta too. And then they also say that they interviewed the president of that sorority. Let's skip ahead to the afternoon of the 6th. You attended an event at the Kappa house, correct? That's when everything changed. So then we get to the sorority house and the pool, They right? have a pool. That's crazy. I just, that was really, I was like, I wish we had a pool. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I mean, you know Lifetime is giving us giant kitchens and yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. possible. No, and like the Elwood sorority is like, I mean, uh-huh. my sorority was a mansion. Um, It just wasn't updated. Oh That's all I'm saying. It just wasn't updated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the gals are out by the pool. Brittany and Lana are both there. The moms are hanging out that's having mocktails. Too, that's so weird. It's, it's too much. Yeah. I, this is what I'm saying. Like, both of them, I'm like, Brittany and Lana, y'all want to be 19 again, and I need you to just accept that you are not. You're mm-hmm. hanging out with these girls. Anyway. How close then, is the school to where you live? Like, I just don't get Obviously. It seems like very close from the way Brittany's yeah. rolling up to the point where mm-hmm. I'm like, why did you even waste your money on room and board? You could have yeah. just had lazy at the house. Anyway. But we find in this moment that Ella, sullen Ella, has decided to be a Kappa. Have I told you how proud I am of you for deciding to pledge? Yeah, over and over and over again. (laughs) Listen, girls, I know we might seem sappy, but this is a really special time for you all. Soak it in. And it's just like, oh, good God, woman. And then Brittany and Lana sort of offhandedly mention how in their day there was hazing and that sometimes it would go too far. But now in this modern progressive era, there is no hazing. Things have changed. Of course, mother. Hazing has no place at Capital Pie. And like when I heard that, I had the biggest eye roll of the movie <laughs> because it's like that's 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 what they say during Rush. And then it it is true that like they do haze. Well, and this is what happens next. As soon as Brittany and Lana leave, OK, when the moms are away, the mood immediately changes. Courtney whispers to her little henchwoman because there's like Katie. that one bestie of hers. Yeah. She's just like, oh, my God. Katie has a very... um. She's a prison guard. You know that prison guard yeah. experiment and like you discover uh-huh. who's actually like a mean person with power? That's Katie because yeah. she is just, she's almost worse than Courtney in the way she talks to people. Oh no, she is. She's very thin and very blonde and it's like maybe if she just ate, she wouldn't be acting this way. Exactly. A lot but of hangry. Mm-hmm. The lights get turned off and it pops off. Listen. I have never seen a crop of pledges this pathetic. Excuse me? <laughs> now, tilt your head back and open wide. It's drinky time. Are you serious? I said head back. Oh my God. Open wide. Now drink. Okay. Yeah. And they Uh continue to pour shots down all these, I mean shots. They just pour the bottle and it was like pretty much like soaking their entire bodies in $5 pop-off. You know know it's not classy booze. I mean, this is college. So Katie is the one pouring the drinks and she is being so, so, so mean. And there's a pledge named Tiffany and she is really struggling to drink because they're pouring gross alcohol down her throat and they are calling her a pig. Uh, uh, uh. Not you, piggy. Yours stays on. Get up here. Where'd you get that dress, Piggy? It's hideous. Seriously, it makes me want to puke. 
I fought with a man at a Colts game because he called a woman a pig. Um, I like really hate it. So they blind, not that anyone likes it. I'm just, right. it's like, it's But that's it's a particular nasty, of all the, yeah, yes. of all the digs. Yes. And, it's a And also Tiffany, thing. you know, all these girls are bony and Tiffany is not. And that is like a person, that is a, obviously like a casting choice. You know, Tiffany, yeah. s- because it's going to come up next because they blindfold the pledges and lead them downstairs to the basement of their mansion. Come on. Is this stairs? Yes, just walk. Walk. Oh my gosh. One foot in front of the other lady. Move. Oh my God. Get up against the wall. They tell the girls to take off their blindfolds, but they make Tiffany keep hers on. And then they start telling her to get undressed. Tell me, Tiffany, are you proud of that body? Yeah. I thought softball chicks were supposed to be toned. Ever heard of a gym? Ever heard of a salad? (laughs) (laughs) Why would you think? We would ever let a basic bitch like you be a kappa. I mean, my God, yeah. it was horrendous. Yes. And it's also, you know, my nightmare. Mm-hmm. I, it was like, you know, if, if that had ever happened to me in like high school, middle school, like any of that, you know, the idea of someone just seeing my body at the, at a young age when I was just so self-conscious about it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Like this really got me. And I know that, you hear about college hazing. There's so many terrible, horrendous things that are done. It was really actually like painful and uncomfortable to watch. Um, and you hear sort of that urban legend of like they make the girls take off their clothes and then they circle the worst parts of their body. Oh, I never God. had anything like that done to me. Um, and I actually was one of the larger girls in my pledge class. And I did not. I mean, I had a huge butt and I was like, yeah, this is my butt. I love it. So <laughs> if they would have done that to me, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I wish I didn't have like some of the cellulite and stretch marks, but like it's a fat ass and the football team and I are very close um <laughs> and we we do find out that tiffany's a softball player so it's like this girl's right. like an athlete too exactly just, exactly this is this this girl is so talented and beautiful and it's really terrible, it's terrible. and it's terrible. Lacey is the only one she steps out of line and she's like this is insane like we cannot be doing this but the one thing i mean i'm very proud of Lacey for stepping up she's a good girl but she says it's the 20s not the 90s yeah and I was like hey it's not it's not the 20s okay no, Lacey no. technically it's, it's fine it's fine but no, it really flappers. cracked me <laughs> exactly exactly and I was like okay um and then Katie grabs Lacey basically being like you know shut up fall in line uh-huh. and then Lacey pushes her down and is and then and here's the thing to be fair Katie Lacey pushes her, but because Katie is bony and not eating, we assume, she falls to the ground, okay? Right. And I say that to say I don't believe Lacey pushed her that hard. I'm going to say it. She was basically like, get off of me. You know what I mean? Like, Katie grabs her body, and Lacey's basically like, get the hell off of me, you Lacey's not an aggro girl at all. Right. I don't think she's ever been in a physical altercation at all. Lacey picks up Tiffany's dress, hands it to her, and it's like, Tiffany, put your dress on. We're getting out of here. And Tiffany, like, biting through tears and and humiliation decides to stay. Um, And then Lacey is like, okay. And then she turns and she's like, okay, Tara, my best friend who I've gone through life with, who I share like a living space with, we got to get out of here. And then Tara decides to stay too. Fine, I'm leaving. No one's stopping you. Tara, come with me. Tara. And it's like, that is, that is so hard. Like the, you know, that moment of somebody, you know, having a very, um, 
oh, captain, my captain, like stepping up and taking charge. And then for everybody to be like, you on your own. Like mm-hmm. they left her out to dry. I was like, whoo, knowing the log line, I figured Tara was going to stay. Yeah. I really didn't think Tiffany was going to stay. No. Because this is the thing about it. And this is what I don't get. If someone does something like that to you, how are you ever friends? Like, I would never be able to hang out with the girls who did that to me, you know, or see them every day and not think of that incident. And I'm sure they think of it too. Like, Megan, if you if you can legally tell me what happened in your hazing, was it something cruel? Um, It was definitely nothing cruel like this, but it is funny. Like on your bid day, you get picked up, you arrive at the house, you're blindfolded, and then you take your blindfolds off and you are just like showered in gifts. And everyone's like, really? We love you. And then, the, and then the next day they're like, you whores. Like it is, <laughs> there is a change like that that wow. does happen. And in, in Tiffany's defense, what ends up sort of being the rationale behind it is these are the older girls. These are not my pledge sisters. And so like, the 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 Terras, the Lacys, Lacey mm-hmm. did stand up for her. Tiffany is is gonna be humiliated, but she can, I think, look in the mirror and go, okay, it wasn't my friends, it wasn't the girls my age doing this to me. And I think there's a deep, you know, human instinct of wanting to belong. And it from the vibe of the movie, we get that Kappa is the best sorority and that she really uh, wants to be in it. No, I, I it's not right, it. but I that's the psychology. It. It, no, I totally understand that psychology, but I think it it seems the psychology is to want to belong, but the process of belonging requires rejection. I think that's what I'm kind of getting at. I'm like, yeah, I could just never be friends with those people. But I'm very proud of Lacey in the moment, though, because she leaves the house. She's like runs outside and then she runs into the president of Delta, the other sorority. And her name is Rachel. And she is not white. And I right. wonder, is this why Delta is the bad sorority? Everyone's kind of taking digs at Delta. Then we get a president who's brown. She's gorgeous, of course. Of course. Yeah, she's the prettiest woman we've seen so far. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's lifetime, okay? And she's immediately, It's but this is just so funny because she's like, Lacey, are you okay? Do you want to come hang out with us? She's like, we're all just like drinking tea and having a night in. And I was like, and she's like, our tea selection is amazing. What I felt like, <laughs> that was a bit overboard in terms yeah. of the stark contrast. That contrast was a bit overboard, okay? For an entire group to say, we're going to sit in and drink tea. I guess sitting in. But tea? We've already had enough royal movies. She's giving me Meghan Markle vibes now. Uh-huh. There, There isn't, like, that's not how it goes either. Even the <laughs> sororities that, like, aren't... Uh, aren't the ones that like every single one person would be insulted and still stay in. Those girls still party, you know, like the dorks are still getting lit. They're not drinking tea, but I, you know, it's a, it's a really funny juxtaposition for sure. We're not exactly raging tonight. Deltas are a pretty low key bunch. It's perfect. How about a cup of tea? Yeah. A cup of tea sounds great. Awesome. Next, we see Tara and Lacey. They're back in their dorm and they're fighting about the hazing. And Tara is like, doesn't back down from her stance and actually leaves and goes to sleep at Kappa. But it also opens up a big argument. Because not only, you know, because basically Lacey's like, why didn't you come out with me, right? You let that happen. And then it kind of becomes this bigger argument where Tara is like, I'm not just going to do what you do. You're trying to control everything. I'm going to be my own person. And nothing says independence like joining an entire house of women and falling in line as they abuse someone else. Okay, Tara, very independent. Yeah. But, you know, that is her big... And so you're kind of like, okay, 
this fight is about something else. You know how when you fight right. with somebody and they say something and you're like, okay, let's unpack that. Yeah, that's every fight I've ever had. It's never about <laughs> what's really happening. Um, uh, so then we see Brittany trying to get a hold of Lacey. She's heard what happened. Um, and then next thing we have, Lacey is on campus and she runs into Courtney and they have this conversation. Obviously things got a little bit intense the other night. Like if you're worried, I'm gonna report you. You can relax, I've got better things to do. Okay, that's good to know. Look, I get how you probably think that what I did the other night was pretty nasty, but you don't get to be a soldier unless you make it through boot camp. We're not soldiers, Courtney. Well, obviously you don't understand what it takes to be a leader. Oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah, Courtney is a, Courtney is based on a lot of people I know. I'll just say that. <laughs> But then when we get back to Lacey in present time talking to the detectives, and also I need you to know for the record, the detectives, the detective is our one stern black woman who is so mean the entire time. <laughs> she's so and mean. is like, she's she's like, Lacey's a murderer. And then yeah. there is a white man with a very 1994 shaggy haircut who's also trying to be like, to him. trying to be the good cop. And yeah. so immediately the, the the lady detective, I'm also like, why didn't I get called in for this part? This movie was yeah. shot in 2021. Lifetime knew me. Okay, anyway. Um, she's like, why didn't you report the hazing? But what? to be fair, it wasn't illegal. It wasn't <laughs> violent. It was just girls being mean. What was she going to mm-hmm. report? What was yeah. she, like, I guess she says like, well, school has a no hazing policy. But it's like stuff like that. That's kind of why people do stuff like that. Because it's hard to say, was this actual abuse or was this yeah. someone who took something the wrong way or a game gone too right. far or whatever. No, and then it's like, Lacey didn't want this to happen and like hates that she, that Tiffany got put through this. But you also don't want to be the person that gets an entire sorority shut down or fraternity because then it's like, then you have a hundred people furious with you. Yes. And also, to be fair, do you report something that did not happen to you, right? Tiffany stayed. Right. Right. You know, if, if, if Tiffany, you know, Tiffany isn't going to say, oh, yes, I was victimized. So mm-hmm. how do you even, you know, how do you even bring it forward? So I really did not appreciate them being like, why didn't you report it? And then kind of using that, you know, to kind of prove, oh, this person can't be trusted. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, and so then the de- detectives are like, take us to the night of the Sigma Chi party. Again, just shocked that this actual fraternity is in this film. Um, <laughs> so Rachel and Lacey go to the party and they they have a conversation about if a luau is cultural appropriation. And I actually don't know. Well, but then, I mean, Lacey's response is, well, sororities are appropriating Greek culture. And then they just well. laugh and walk in. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, I don't think we've really unpacked the issue, but... Hey, thanks for starting a dialogue. I yeah, don't I guess know. that's true. I guess that's true. And we defer to Rachel, even though she's not Hawaiian. <laughs> she is the only person of color in the film. So it's like if Rachel's okay with it, then we kind of have to be too. <laughs> um, so then Lacey gets a text from Tara that is so mean. As they're and, like walking in, as they're yes. walking into the party. And she says she hopes her and the Delta skanks, that's a direct quote, aren't yep. coming to the party. Rachel's like, just ignore it. Let's go in and have a good time. God, I Tara, would die. There's no is... way I would go. Because it was like, you skanks don't come. No one wants you there. It's like, oh my God. The reality is it's like Lacey and Rachel are hot. You know, like no one wants you there. It's like, I bet these men do. These boys, <laughs> like they do want them there. Um, As they're walking into the party, who do they see standing at the entrance but... Lana, a mother. Like what? And Can it's you not imagine? even her sorority, right? Like the no. party's not at there. I'm like, you're at a fraternity now, Lana. And like, I, 
I'm worried about her. I believe You're she's 45. sleeping with students. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Lana again insists that there's no hazing at Kappa. Hi, Lana. I'm so sorry that you and Courtney had a misunderstanding last week. No, there was no misunderstanding. She just started to haze us and I left. <laughs> there's no hazing at Kappa. You weren't there. Well, I talked to the girls and I mean, they say there's no hazing and I believe them. Well, you know, I hope you can keep these assumptions to yourself. It's like, they're not assumptions. She was there. She saw it. Um, Rachel's like, that sounds like a threat. And then ask why she's there, which is a great <laughs> point. Rachel. Rachel is at a 10. She is yeah. clicking on all cylinders for us. Exactly. We love her. Okay. So they go into the party. The frat pledges are getting painted with stupid and idiot. I do have to say fraternities go through. Sororities may go through psychological hazing. Fraternities yeah. go through physical hazing. Um, Absolutely. I mean, yes. that's what I'm saying when I say people die. I've only read it in the case of fraternities. Never. And they have sororities. to like clean disgusting. Like they'll, they'll yeah. throw a party like this and then they'll be like, okay, these six 18 year olds need to wake up tomorrow and clean our entire house. And it is. Ugh. It's gross. I would honestly yeah. rather someone circle the fat on my body <laughs> than, than clean up like beer soaked pubes. Um, <laughs> so Rachel and Lacey, they go get their like jungle juice. Um, and then and Rachel, Rachel immediately yes. leaves with a guy. Yes, There's because a guy, someone we don't even know who he there. is. He literally just comes up and is like, I want to show you something. That's all yeah. it is. Like, there's no background. She doesn't even introduce no. him to Lacey. Is it her boyfriend? Is it her brother? We don't know. The guy's <laughs> like, I got to show you something. And then they just walk away. Lacey, and I was like, okay, Rachel, that's cold. Okay, real quick. You left her by herself. And so Lacey's just like standing there in the terrible way you have to stand. And then all the Kappa mean girls are staring at her from across the party. Yeah. It's a true nightmare. Yeah. So we cut back to her talking to the detectives and they're doing that classic, um, I victim blame thing. Like how yeah. many drinks did you have? You know, the, yeah. maybe the only question police are trained to ask. Um, <laughs> and she's like, I think four. And then we're back at the party. We see her drinking. Lex comes up. He's drunk. He compliments her. He says he misses her. So what's up with you and Tara? What do you mean? Just heard you guys like all of a sudden hate each other. Is that true? Is she here? Yeah, she's upstairs, I think. And then Lacey's like, I'm going to go give her a piece of my right. mind. So she marches upstairs. And she's so, but it's wild. Lacey comes in hot. So maybe that's yeah. where kind of the drinks come in. Look, you can lie to Lana all you want about the hazing. I really don't care. But don't you dare try to intimidate me from going to a party or doing anything with my new friends. Okay, they're not skanks here. How could you say that about anybody? I mean, look at what you're wearing. I mean, let me guess. Did Courtney pick that outfit out for you? Look, I'm not letting you ruin my time here, okay? So just leave me alone. Wow, Lacey, Lacey, Lacey. <laughs> I thought you were trying to mend fences, sis. She Tara doesn't me. even say one word. Like, one word. To the point where I'm like, I don't think Tara sent that text because she doesn't <laughs> seem like she doesn't want you there. Right, um, and so right. Lace, like, Lacey leaves after she <laughs> insults her outfit. And then Tara just turns and looks over the edge of the balcony really sadly. Sad and then, over the top level of the yes. frat house. And then we get a very ominous vantage point from behind Tara. And it's obvious someone is watching her look over the balcony. We love it. Lifetime classic. You know? Okay. Private eyes. Private yeah. eyes. They're watching, watching you. 
That's how it is. Uh-huh. I thought it, I didn't know if it was watching you or us. So I kind of said, watch it. <laughs> so, so then now we are back at the first scene of the movie. Lacey in the bathroom crying. The knock on the door. And we hear the person yell, oh my God, she jumped. And we know now that they're referring to Tara. So Lacey runs up the stairs. We see Tara's wedge laying on the ground. Not a good sign. Whenever you see a loose woman's shoe, something bad <laughs> oh, has shoot. happened. Absolutely. And then Lacey looks over the edge and Tara is dead on the ground. Oh, Whew. Whew. it okay. is terrible. So Lacey um, is leaving the party. She walks past the body and the coroner and her mom is there. like Directly <laughs> into her mother's arms because Brittany was at the party. Okay, Brittany yeah. was at the party too. And she just, she and her daughter just didn't cross paths. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. So Lana watches them leave. Um, Brittany takes Lacey back home, which is apparently on campus. And then we, I'm like, is Brittany the president of the school? <laughs> like, she just really, they got the info. Um, and then we just see like a classic montage of Lacey being sad, not sleeping, being distant, her looking at photos of Tara, just setting the mood of like, listen, they were in a fight, but this is obviously so devastating to her. Right. And now that brings us to the present, which is when the detectives show up at the house and ask to speak to Lacey. So all those all those interview flashes we've seen are all from this moment. And then they're like, there's nothing else you want to tell us, Lacey. What do you mean? I think you know what I mean. And then Brittany is like, "Okay, look, y'all need to stop this. Okay, Brittany was finally being a mom and not a gal pal. You know what I mean? She was like, you know what? I'm going to defend my daughter. And then this happens. It was awful. Awful. Yes. An accident? We don't think so. We believe someone pushed her off that roof. Some, someone pushed her. Who would do something like that? We thought you might have the answer. Okay. Okay. Right. Lacey the culprit, considering she did yell at her and drag her real tough on the balcony right before yeah. she died. I can kind of see how they got there. Okay. Yeah. And people did see it. So, fair enough. So, basically, we are now at the point where Lacey is very much a suspect in the murder of her best friend, and we do not know how she's going to get out of this. And that's why we need to take a break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So the police have done some detective work, which is refreshing. And they say that Tara fell off 
backwards, which means she was pushed and her shoe was found. So like, obviously someone pushed her so hard that she was launched out of her shoe and you don't jump backwards over a balcony. Um, But they also can't find her cell phone. And since Lacey was the last one who saw her um, and they were seen fighting and because Lacey, quote unquote, pushed Katie, which like, who told them that? Um, Things are not looking good for her. And this is when Brittany gets her good, her good Karen energy and throws the detectives out of her house. I have let this go on way too long. You're in my house accusing my daughter of murdering her best friend, and I will not tolerate it any longer. Looks like you have quite a temper yourself. You're damn right I do. They're like, we'll see ourselves out. No. Why would you ever (laughs) let somebody walk through your house unattended, especially when they already suspect you of something? Okay, this is how people be planting fingerprints and shit. Okay? You can't just have somebody. They can can take stuff out your house, start taking photographs. Don't let people see themselves out. They're going to see themselves in to your business. And you got to walk somebody to the door. That's what I say. You got to walk them to the door. These are life lessons. I say escort them to the end of your street. Um, (laughs) You know? Okay, so Lacey is back on campus. She's, like, walking to class, and everybody is whispering about her because they think she... Right, they think she's a murderer. Murdered her best friend. Ella comes up, and she's like, listen, I don't think you did it. (laughs) Right, 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 right. And then Courtney and Katie show up and are like, don't talk to murder suspects, Ella. (laughs) Come on, Ella. Kappas don't associate with murder suspects. Tara was my best friend, Courtney, and she was our sister. I didn't do it. Yeah, then why do the cops keep asking about you? They talk to you? Well, yeah, they're talking to everyone. Oh, God. It is truly, truly insane because basically it even gets worse when Lacey goes to the Delta house, right? Because they're just supposed yeah. to be her friends. That's supposed to be her, like, safe haven. And right. they are, and, and you can tell they're whispering, they're cold, no one is talking to her. Um, and then it's like, okay, I guess the Deltas suck too. <laughs> Rachel does come and find her and is like, they're bad sisters. Um, right. then, she does yell at them. Yeah, she does yell at yeah. them as a group, right? She's like, we're supposed to have each other's back. But to be fair, if I just met you a week ago and then you got convicted of murder, I wouldn't have you back either. I'm like, I, know. I don't know her. I don't know, I know. her well enough. <laughs> I know, but La- but Rachel's a good friend. because I know, she's Lacey's a good Lacey's like, you know what? Maybe I should just be alone. And Rachel's like, no, I love Rachel. Yeah. She's great. She's going to go on to be our second female vice president because Kamala was an AKA oh yeah she was she's yeah, she was my cousin girl. is AKA oh AKA, AKA is the most uh, is the yeah. most famous black sorority yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay so Lacey gets back to her dorm and before she even is able to go in she notices that the door is ajar like not ajar. just unlocked but like open open and yeah. then Lex pops up out of nowhere oh <sighs> what? Lex what? What, are you, what are you doing here I, I was just coming to see you I think someone's in my room. So they go in, they like survey what's going on, and there's a picture of Lacey and Tara that's been shattered on the ground. But the person, whoever was in there snooping around, is gone. Um, So then they sit down. Lacey's like shaking. You know, she's very upset. And then Lex takes this opportunity to try and put the moves on her. And Lacey's like, what is (laughs) wrong with you? Are you serious? Huh? You're really trying to come on to me right now? No, I was just trying to comfort you. Have you been day drinking? What the hell? Why do you always say that? Well, have you? No, I haven't been day drinking. I'm out of here. And then there's a wonderful, beautiful moment. And by beautiful, I mean hysterical, which is when Lana shows up at Brittany's house with white wine, which yeah. is what you call the white woman peace offering. Yes. And I thought that was accurate. Thanks. 
That's our olive That's branch. All. You know, Pinot Gris. <laughs> Pinot Gris is the olive branch. And Lana's really sticking to the, there is no hazing at the Kappas. That's not what Tiffany said happened. Oh, really? What did Tiffany say happened? That there was no hazing. Oh. That Lacey got into an argument with Katie. And she just, she lost her temper. Brittany, like you know she does sometimes, Britt. So Lacey is back on campus. She's going to class. The detectives are there. And it's like, well, that's not going to help her cause, you know? Exactly. Everybody's gossiping about her. Now she's talking to the, the badges. Oh, And they like, and they're like, well, we found Tara's cell phone in your dorm room. Uh, and it's like, and Lacey's like, okay, I am being framed. Uh, and then she's like, also someone broke in. They end up going back to Lacey's dorm and... Britney calls because it's like Britney does not have work to do, so she's obviously available. <laughs> but at she all has times. such a nice house, a gorgeous and, house. And when she finds that the detectives are in Lacey's room, she tells them to get out of there right now. It's like so true. It's, they need a warrant. You know, mm-hmm. they need a warrant. Nothing is going like these cops are doing it all wrong. I'm like, this none of this will be admissible. None of it will be admissible, yeah. you fools. Anyway, later that night, Lacey's studying at Delta and decides to head out. Why don't you let me walk you home? What? No. No. Then you're going to have to walk home alone. I don't think you should be alone. I'm going to be fine. Okay? It's a short walk. And, I mean, if the killer comes after me, I can just, I don't know, catch him. And then Lacey starts walking back to her dorm. Yeah. Alone. At night. At night. And what? we get her, we get, she's like, I'm not afraid of you. You know, she's giving yeah. us home alone. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, like yeah, she's yeah. really trying to be like, if you want me, come and get me. And the person is like, okay, because then a hooded figure steps yeah. out yeah. and starts chasing her yep. and then pushes her in front of a car. And she is just about to get hit. And then Mopey Ella pulls her out of traffic. Right. Wow. But then Ella pulls her out of traffic and you're kind of like, okay, cool. But then Ella's like weird about it. Yeah. She doesn't, you know, she, she's like a little... Um, she has a tick. Like, she has like a yeah, twitch Yeah, she's like kind of twitching. She's not really sort of registering the emotional angle of it, you know? She's yeah. just like, oh, that wasn't good. And it was just sort of like, okay, what's going on here? You know, flashes of pom-pom murders, a little Nora McConnell energy. Yeah. And... You know, this is the thing, I, you know, I've said it, okay? I've said it on national television. White women, if the light is low, you do not go. I've I said it, and I'll continue to say it. And here Lacey is, 18 years old, if she's a day, walking these streets when your best friend was murdered by God knows who. Uh, it's, make yeah. it make sense, Lacey. No, and on a college campus, no less. Like, that's crawling with campuses her. Are, they, no. People tend to no, think no, no, campuses no. are safe because they'll be like, oh, this is where I live, right? And they almost think, yeah. oh, this is my... And it's like, no, 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 no. Brittany shows up at Lacey's dorm, no boundary, and she has coffee and bagels. And when she goes in, <laughs> she sees that Lacey has set up a true detective wall. What's up, Everything I know about the night Tara died. Everyone who was there, all the suspects. I think this is what they refer to as a war room. Yeah, exactly. She has like the info and the red strings and Brittany's like, yeah, no notes. Great. No, literally no thought. Like literally she's like, well, I'm just, she's like, the cops won't do it, so I'm gonna have to do it. And Brittany's like, all right, checks out. Like she, I was like, no mom would be like, they'd be like, honey, I don't think you should try to hunt a killer. But Brittany doesn't mind. And so Lacey decides to go talk to Ella and get some information because, you know, Ella seems like she might be the outlier. She might yeah. be a person who'll tell you some information because 
she wasn't really sure if she was even gonna rush and now she's kind of there. And so she's asking her, you know, how were things going with Tara and the rest of the Kappas? At Kappa the night of the hazing. Kappas don't haze. Come on, Ella, your sister's never gonna know that you talked to me, okay? My sister knows everything that happens on this campus. She'd kill me if she saw us right now. But do you think she killed Tara? No, it's a figure of speech, Lacey. Don't try to mess with my head. That's what everyone does and I'm sick of it. I didn't mean to do that, okay? You should leave now. I have, I have more questions. Can you go? She's like afraid her sister Courtney will know she talked to Lacey. And it's like, okay. To the point where I was literally like, is Courtney tracking Ella, right? Like, is yeah. there a camera? She, is she Jeep pinging her? Like, is she watching her from the bushes? Because she was that scared. And I was like, you're yes. in your closed dorm room. No one mm-hmm. will know. Yeah, so Ella basically throws her out. Um, and as Lacey's leaving, she notices that there's a security camera directly outside of all of their dorm doors. So uh-huh. she calls the detectives and is like, listen, dumbasses, have you checked the security footage yet? And I just loved that energy. I know. So we see um, Tiffany leave Kappa and she's walking through campus and then Lacey pops up and she's like, we need to talk. And Tiffany sticks to the script at first. Right. And she's like, "Um, no, nothing happened that night. And then she kind of breaks it and is like, okay, but Tara's my best friend. I just need, I need some answers. Not here. Come on. And so basically they go behind a bush. (laughs) <laughs> like they don't go into it inside. They're just like in a in a grassy covering. And so she goes from like nothing happened to okay, girl, what it was was. And she just mm-hmm. tells her everything. And basically, after Lacey left, they spray all the girls with silly string. They make them take out their phones and get rid of their locks, their ID, yeah, pass like their codes, passcodes. passcodes. What are words? I don't know. And then. Katie, of course, loving all the power, calling them whores, being like, give us your phone. Your secrets are now our property. Like Tara's like, oh yeah, you can call somebody fat and a pig, but trying to get my phone? Oh, absolutely not. That that is where she suddenly- That's her line. That's her line. That's her line. You're not taking my phone. Give it to me. Give it to me. Start with this one. As Kappa pledges, you are no longer entitled to privacy. So they're like, okay, then we'll go through your phone first. So they snatch it out of her hand and they go, boring, boring, boring. Oh, look at this. Who's Lex? And we're like, oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. no, And then it comes out that Tara had sex with Lex last summer and Lacey does not know. Did not see that coming. I did not see I that coming. I didn't either. I didn't either. That was a real curveball. I yeah. was like, because like Tara was so mean anti-Lex. to Lacey before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, anti-Lex, but also mean to Lacey where she was like, I don't have to do whatever you want. And it's like, the whole time you know you slept with her ex. They weren't mm-hmm. together at the time she slept with him, but that is not the point. Because she slept with him and didn't tell her. She knew it was not a good look. And she decided to keep it from her. So so we cut back to Lacey and Tiffany. Lacey's clearly upset. And then Tiffany's like, oh, there's more. The text started to get kind of crazy. Listen to this. Text me back, Tara. Don't make me do something crazy, Tara. This Lex guy needs to chill. I mean, just because you let him hit it doesn't mean he owns it. (laughs) Who thinks we should give Lex a call? Courtney, please do not do that. Courtney. What's up, Tara? Hey, Lex, it's Courtney. You know who I am, right? 
Oh my God. Okay. Oh, wow. So then we go to another flashback of that night and Lex coming into the Kappa bedroom. They have texted him to come over. So this is now and have sex sex with Tara. With Tara. I mean, Um, which she does not want. It's well, hor- right. it's it's horrible. It's really horrible. It's horrifying. And I don't so, and like that now now this is when we need the police involved. Yeah, so Sexual this coercion. um so this horrific scene is intercut with very like emo music of Lacey walking around campus crying, processing all of this and then a flashback of Tara and Lex hooking up. And Tara is obviously like not into it and looks really upset and it was really it, like it, it was, was hard painful. to watch. Yeah. But I will say they were using a lot of it was a real 90s indie rock ballad going uh-huh. on. It was yes. giving me Dawson's Creek vibes. Yeah, and I did not think that was uh-huh. And I did not think that was the proper music for a sexual coercion. Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, yeah. why are you even like it's not supposed to be romantic, so why are you even like using that kind of music? And then it's like Lex, for somebody who's so in love with Lacey, you really showed up there real quick. Well, he's you a know, drunk. even knowing that like she doesn't like you, she just has to do this for the sorority. And he's like, well, all right, I'll be there yeah. in ten. Okay, so then we're back in present day. Lacey gets back to her dorm alone at night again. It's like, you just got attacked. I don't understand. And and this is why Lex is inside looking crazed. Um, He starts drinking from a flask. Not a good sign. Like, I slept with Tara. And yeah, I'll admit my text to her afterwards probably sounded way too aggressive. But that's because I was scared to death that she was going to tell you. Because I still want to be with you, Lacey. Look, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll stop drinking. Whatever you want, I'll do it. Babe, that ship yeah. has sailed. Yes. And then Lacey gets a text in that moment from Tara's phone. No. That says, Oof. I'm sorry. Okay. And then Lex immediately, he's like, oh, you're getting a text from a dead girl? Which one of us is supposed to be drunk? It's like, okay, Lex, I'm going to need you to leave. Yeah. You're bringing nothing to the table. You are not helpful. I'm going to need you to leave and never come back. And um <laughs> And then we get one of Naomi's favorite things in a Lifetime movie. Well, my favorite Lifetime trope, which is Lacey remembering that she and Tara shared their locations with each other on their cell phones. Cell phone location data, (laughs) saving the date. My favorite, my favorite thing. And of course, where is the cell phone right now? Kappa. So Lacey's like, I gotta go. So um, then we see the detectives. They're finally reviewing the security footage. And we see that it was Lana that broke into the dorm room. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 45-year-old Lana broke in to Lacey's dorm room. And because Lana's always hanging out with teens, no one caught it. Okay. They Mm -hmm. were like, oh, she lives there. (laughs) That's the problem. So Lacey is sneaking into the Kappa house. She gets in through the back door. She's like tracking the phone, following it. We see Lana get like a snack. Um, she's wandering <laughs> through the house. Lacey comes face to face with Tiffany, and Tiffany's just like, I don't see her. And <laughs> just walks exactly. Away. She just doesn't say a word. <laughs> Tiffany does not say a word. No. They lock eyes, and Tiffany's like, bye. And I'm like, I get it, Tiffany. She's like, I don't want to be involved, but I ain't going to start nothing. And that's why, okay, now I'm back on Tiffany's side. Yes. So Lacey goes back upstairs and she overhears Lana and Courtney fighting. You told me the police would have Lacey arrested And by they now. will! Unless you do something idiotic again. Like push her in front of a car. Oh my God, what were you even thinking? I mean, what a conversation to be having with a Dora jar. 
Okay, the yeah. drawer is a jar. And I'm going to say, if you're talking about attempted murder, you're going to have to do that in a locked box. Okay? Yeah. Even though it's nighttime, it wasn't that late at night for y'all to be, like, literally mom got a snack and then was like, why would you try to kill somebody? Like, it was so nuts. But then Lacey fully makes herself known. I know. You know, like immediately is like, so that's what happened? Yeah. You tried to kill me? I was like, oh my God. And then we get this exchange between them. We all know, and the police think that you're the one who killed Tara. Well, they're on their way right now. So maybe we can finally get to the bottom of this. The police are on their way now? They sure are. In that moment, we see Ella holding Tara's phone and running. Okay, it's like, what? Ella is in the mix? She has Tara's phone! Let me go! You're not going anywhere, Lacey. Kappas protect each other, no matter what. Let her go. Lacey's my friend. My real friend. Things are escalating, and then maybe my favorite part of the whole movie, Tiffany, our softball star, comes out of nowhere with her softball bat. Oh my God, I loved it. I loved it. I was like, okay, Tiffany, I see. Maybe you were trying to dismantle from the inside. You decided to stay in the sorority so you could bring them down because I thought that was wonderful. Ella? Ella! So then Lacey runs out of the sorority house to chase after Ella. And she basically chases Ella up to the roof of Sigma Chi. So again, they keep going to the frat house. You already have your own home. I don't get why you would go to another building. That's anyway. also the scene of the crime. Um, and yes, then, where Tara was pushed, but still. Yes, Lana and Courtney are quick on their heels and they show up and Ella threatens to jump and then lays out this bombshell. It was me. I pushed Tara off the roof. <laughs> why? Why would you do that? She felt so bad about not standing up to the hazing the way you did. She was going to report the campus to the administration. Wow. <sighs> See, okay. and this is where it was hard for me, okay? Because killing somebody to protect a sorority doesn't make any sense to me, Megan. I don't understand the stakes of sorority life. Well, at this point, we definitely don't understand why Ella would do this. She doesn't even like her sister or her mom, it seems like. Um, yeah. and But then we are going to get an explanation because we flash back to the night of the murder. Don't do it, Tara. I'll make sure it never happens again, but don't go to the administration. We could lose our charter. Ella, I, I thought you didn't even care about the sorority. Please. I have to. And then that's when Lacey comes out. Lacey, you know, yells at her, makes fun of they her outfit. Fight. Right. Yes. And so Ella is not seen when that is happening. She's like yeah, watching she runs over away. In, in the dark. Yeah. And then when Lacey leaves, Ella comes back out and she says something came over her. And we see her push Tara and then grab her phone and run downstairs. And Ella is the one that actually bangs on the bathroom door that, Lacey is standing in. Oof. And what do you think that was about? She was like, come outside. I pushed her. Like, why was no, she knocking on the door? I think she was going to go. I think she wanted to hide. I think she was going to, uh, okay. I think she was going to get rid of the phone. I think okay. she just, I think she was going to stash it there. Um, and so we flash back to the present. Ella says she just wanted to protect her family and that something is wrong with her. And it's like, well, we feel that now. And right. then Courtney is like, <laughs> oh my God, Ella. No, this is my fault. I switched your anti-anxiety meds out for Adderall. 
You did? What in the <laughs> actual hell? This was Courtney's idea of a prank. A prank. A prank where you mess with someone's brain chemistry. Oh, boy. Not just someone, her own sister. This is a prank that literally has no joke. A prank with no laughter. No. A prank where you can't look back at your old age and say, what a funny memory. What a rapscallion I was. I mean... Megan, in your it's, sorority days, no. have you ever pranked someone? No! But that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't make sense on the surface for Ella to kill Tara because it's like right. she doesn't like the sorority that much. But then when you add in that she wasn't on the medication that evens out her brain chemistry. Exactly. That's what, it, that's what came over her is that yeah. she she was not on what she needs to be on. Right. Um, and right. so it's just like, oh my God, Lana, you really raised some doozies here. Exactly. Um, and so at this point, Ella is about to jump off the roof. Like, it, right. you know, she she killed a girl and now realizes like she wasn't even being herself. It's it's really. And her sister, her sister was drugging her in essence. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, it's like, okay, Ella, I, I understand that you feel a little hopeless because it right. is terrible. For sure. This but, is your family. You, and these are the people you were trying to protect. Like, exactly. you just said, I was trying to protect my family and like your sister put you in danger. Right, um, right. So they they all beg Ella not to jump and she steps off the ledge. Like she she decides not to jump right as the police arrive. Right. Wow. And then we cut to a little bit later, Lacey's at home with her mom and she's being very sweet to her mom. And then basically mom is like, I feel like this is all my fault for making you pledge Kappa. And then Lacey's like, mom, it's not your fault. And I said, okay, it could it's be. such a Britney move. <laughs> it's such a Britney move to make it about her. When in a way, yes, she's a little yeah. bit, She's a little bit culpable for forcing her daughter into Greek life and certainly mm -hmm. into the sorority that she wasn't that into. Okay. But and then and then Brittany's like, you know what? We need a vacation, which is white woman olive branch number two. Behind okay. you know, like if you can afford white wine and a vacation, you're gonna do that. And Lacey's like, I don't wanna go on a vacation. I love school and I love my Delta friends who just did ignore me because they thought I murdered somebody. Right, 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 right. So Brittany's like, I'm so proud of you. It would, again, Brittany not being much of a mom because she's literally like, we should go on a vacation. And Lacey's like, like, I have school. school. <laughs> like, she's like, I'm trying to learn. I am in the engineering program. Um, and then in that moment, the detectives show up and they give her Tara's phone. You know, obviously the case is closed. They don't need to hold on to that. And they had also found a video on Tara's phone that was meant for Lacey. And so they give it to her so she can see it. They never apologize for being trash, no. by the way, but no. that is to be expected. And then, so then Lacey like goes, you know, to have a private moment to watch this video and listen to this. I've always looked up to you. You're such a strong person. And I don't know, I think it was just like trying to find my own identity by like being different than you, but that's not who I am because I'm and your best friend. Um, I'm sorry, and I love you. Oh, wow. That's oh, like, my God. And she's, like, crying. That yeah. is, like, so... This was, like, hard for me. You know, normally, yeah. like, that was just a really hard ending. In a way, yes, you have closure on that friendship because now you know that... Tara didn't hate you, right? Like, because right. I think that's what she was. She was like, the last thing I did was yell at her. So she right. needed to know, you know, Tara's still not mad at her, but... 
Oh my god, it was just such a this this is why I found the movie frustrating. It was just such a dumb murder and a, it didn't and a need dumb to murderer. Yeah, nothing yeah. like there was because it's like nothing happened. Like Tara didn't do anything to Ella personally. Ella was not in her right mind because of her sister. Like it's just all this stuff where I'm just like, oh god. Yeah, it's one of those, and I do think this happens in real life too. Like 25 things had to go wrong for this yes. murder to happen, and unfortunately, right. they all they all happened. Right, Ugh. right. So that's you know the what? end. That's the end. That's the end of the motion picture. You know, it's not triumphant, but I'll tell you what is a true triumph. The fact that we are now about to have the most special of guests. Mm-hmm. Megan, can you tell us who we're about to talk to? We are about to interview the president yes. of my sorority when I her. was a Chi Omega. Some would say the Courtney, but she's much kinder and okay, much kind smarter Courtney. and better and never switched out my Lexapro. We are about <laughs> to interview former president, always president in my heart, Aaron O'Neill. I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to be a recruitment advisor or recruitment chair and I'm going to run for that. And it's a really weird situation in our house, but they ended up having a bunch of sophomores in a position and I got slated for president and I was just as shocked as pretty much everybody else in the house. Um, and honestly, that first year was horrible. So <laughs> it was. But what do you have to do as president? Like uh, now you're suddenly in charge and you have, you were there from freshman year. I mean, in the sorority from freshman year. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you'd already been in a year and then you get this power. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, are we talking s- r- setting up the parties, the luau's? No, um, we didn't. Setting up we the didn't hazing? have parties. We weren't allowed to drink in our house. Yes, exactly. Uh, and yeah, and so. we like we were pretty we stuck to it like mm-hmm. pretty good. I would mm-hmm. honestly say we were we would drink in the parking lot sometimes, but I didn't really I didn't really drink in the house that much. Yeah. I think we always tried to find other parties to drink at. Yeah. So luckily <laughs> I didn't have to deal so much with that. It was more just enforcing grades, enforcing attendance. 
Um, great. You know, when we have, yeah, yeah you can't so you have, have that great GPA. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to keep that GPA minimum up. Um, wow. So if you're falling below grades, you have to have a meeting. With you? Uh, is the meeting yes. with you, Erin? Mm-hmm. This yeah. is blowing my mind. You know, I know nothing about sorority life. <laughs> so now you find out someone's getting those C's. Tell me what you do. Tell me what you say is prez to get yeah. them on track. Yeah. So we have, so we take it really seriously. So our vice president is actually our scholarship chair. So oh they usually God. have office hours. <laughs> yeah. That you can go. They have study hours. So if you're below in grades, it's mandatory to go to study hours, which is nice okay. because then it's encouraged mm-hmm. that, okay, instead of going out and partying and getting distracted by the social life that is the sorority, you are encouraged to stay in. We had an entire study room that was down in our basement. And my favorite story of the study room is once there was a bat in there. And so we all (laughs) ran out, shut the door, and then the bat's little claws were like clawing out from underneath. And then I gave, we had two cleaning ladies, one I was extremely close with, one hated all of us. The one who hated all of us was like, does anybody have a weapon? I was like, I have a tennis racket. And then she <laughs> killed the bat with my tennis racket. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So yeah. that's the study room, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the catacombs. So apparently yes. not much studying was happening. Exactly. Yeah. Bats were living I, it wait, up. Before, before you got on, Naomi was like, Megan, I'm just going to sit back and let you do the interview. And she's already like, I have a hundred questions. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I know. Well, I know. and the thing is, it varies too. It, it mm-hmm. varies yeah. by by school. Like since we lived in a house, that's much more like this movie that I always say. Like I lived in what you think of of a sorority house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have so many friends. They're like, we just had like a floor of a dorm, mm-hmm. or like they just got apartments mm-hmm. together. But we really had the sort of stereotypical sorority sister killer slash L Woods <laughs> life. Exactly, L Woods for sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> The first year of doing it was hard because you're yelling at, well, your peers, girls that are potentially seniors and I'm the Uh sophomore. But then I did it again the second year and it was a much more enjoyable experience that second time Mm -hmm. around because then it was with your friends and you could just sympathize a little bit more like, hey, guys, come on. Like, I'm not (laughs) wanting to yell at you. I'm not wanting to kick you out of the house because of grades because of your attendance. Um, And that helped a lot more to be on more of a friendship level Mm -hmm. than somebody that's two years younger than you. Also, I was enforcing drinking rules and I wasn't even 21 years old. So it got got messy, but it was overall was a good experience. Just that first six months were difficult, but. Okay. So the one thing that you and President Courtney do have in common (laughs) is that you also have a younger sister. I do. Who did rush and pledge our sorority. Wow. And, um, but Reagan couldn't be further from an Ella. Um, Not a a murderer. But like, tell us what the, because like at the beginning of the movie, Ella's like, I don't even think I want to do this. What was that Mm -hmm. vibe between you and Reagan? Like, was she against it or was she into it? It's so funny because I'm watching this next to my husband and he's like, there's a lot of similarities. What's going on? Like, this is, is this why I'm picked? Because this is me, like, besides the killing, like, this is me. So, um, yeah, it, she was really excited to rush. And, but I got to go into the process without being a legacy, as you guys learned Mm -hmm. about in the movie. Mm -hmm. And so it was really nice to have that freedom to, explore any chapter, decide what sorority is the best fit. And I wanted my sister to go through that too. Well, what ends up happening, unfortunately, is a lot of houses realize, 
oh, here comes Reagan. Her sister's the president of Chi Omega. We're cutting her because there's no way she's going to pick us. Uh, So it ended up being a sad process for my sister, although she ultimately picked Kyo and was really, really happy to be in Kyo. But um, it ends up being kind of unfair in her shoes, but it is what it is. So she was really excited to rush. Yeah. Those houses okay. missed out because Reagan is really fun, really nice, really smart, and hot. Oh, so it's like <laughs> she's a classic <laughs> sorority girl. Yes. And the thing is, Aaron's a blonde, Reagan's a brunette. Like it's mm-hmm. fun. Like what I would the think. Set. I yes. would think other houses would want to be like, let's steal this bitch. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. They didn't want. They didn't. They knew what they were up against, and they knew they couldn't win. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like she's too invested in this Kai Omega stuff. So one last thing, and I swear I will let you go back to living your life. No, Erin. Now I know hazing takes place. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's your shorty, <laughs> and hazing is a big part of what causes the murder in Sorority Sister Killer. Yep. Was there hazing that you received, like you had to deal with, or you like doled out? That haunts you to this day. Does anything <laughs> haunt you to this day? <laughs> so, this is a great question, Megan. And maybe I'm spoiling our Kai Omega secrets, so excuse me no, if that's the case. Em. But um, the reason why I was like so giddy when they were like, okay, you guys are now part of the house. Put your blindfolds on. Remember, Megan, we had this, like, we would walk in. We were so excited to be new bids. And we were, you know, they, were, they blindfolded us. And we took a walk. And we have no idea where. We're going downstairs through these halls, kind of getting yelled at a little bit. And you're like, okay, here it is. Here's the hazing that you hear about. Yeah. And then you walk into this room and, and you kind of stand there. And you're like, what is going to happen? And they take off the blindfold. And there's, like, presents all over the yeah. table. <laughs> And everybody's crying and yelling and so happy. And we're like, oh, my. And I'm crying because I'm like, I thought I was going to get hazed. Like, I thought, you know, whatever was going to happen. And now I get all these presents. Like, so that just made me laugh because I thought that was going to happen for them, too, instead of getting put. No. Oh, you thought there was going to be presents in Sorority Sister Killer? You know, that's a great point. (laughs) We thought there was going to be a laundry basket with their name drawn on it. You know, that's what we got. I wouldn't pay. But then I did tell Naomi I was like that's like the first day but then I was like I remember like the third time I went to the house they definitely took us down into a basement and we're like one of you whores had sex with somebody (laughs) I was like I was like I'm having sex with men you guys don't know so I know it's not me like that's what I was like I'm in the clear here nobody wants the men I'm having sex with Yeah, that is true. They, the the joke in the ours too was they told us all that we slipped through the cracks and like we were the yeah. like last group of girls that any sorority wanted, and somehow we ended up all together in this pledge class. And oh yeah, God. it was like more verbal. Well, right, than, well, these are mind games. Like they play with Tiffany in the games. movie, and I was like, yes. Yeah. these mind yeah. games are really shaking me to my core. Yeah, but you two are both. You came out so well. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Aaron, thank you so much for taking time away from your oh, beautiful family to, yes. to shed some light on this for us. <laughs> thank yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I love my time. Thank you. So fun. Aaron, thank you. Well, wow. Okay. That was riveting reporting. That was, I, oh my God, to get all those details, that for me, like that is, Aaron is my Kinsey Schofield, okay? The way we yeah. royal expert. This is now the sorority expert. And you know what? She was a nice gal. She's a nice she gal. Is. She'd never murder. Yeah. She'd never switch no, out your pills. No. And my mom would never murder. I would never murder. Um, a lot of us. Megan, are you sure? Well, I would self-defense murder. <laughs> I actually like 
<laughs> fantasize about it. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I could talk about sorority life forever. <laughs> really, people are always like, wait, when they hear cold air, they're like, excuse me, what? Yeah, it, it really does sound sick. I would have demanded <laughs> half of my tuition back. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just am like, I'm sorry, what? What? You the windows gone, always open? The school. I know. Living like you at summer camp? Uh-uh, I can't. Whew. But honestly, this movie was a wild ride, but also very educational, this episode for mm-hmm. me. And so I thank you. I thank you for You're giving welcome. me a teachable moment. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And get ready for our next movie. Next week, we are coming to you talking all about the film, Am I a Serial Killer? Whew. And this Question mo- mark at the end of Question that. Mark. <laughs> and this movie is about a teenage girl who visits her mom on death row and gets lured into a dangerous trap to take the fall for her mother's crimes. Oh, oh snap. Wow. This is about to pop off. You can watch this movie on Lifetime Movie Club and it will be amazing. <laughs> I promise you that. And I'm going to say, I'll see you next week. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder with Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler with original music by Blake Maples and hosted by... Naomi and Megan. Us. 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 I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host. Okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. 